Welcome to Westport Road Baptist Church. We're so glad you've decided to join us for today's message. Westport Road Baptist Church is located at the corner of Hurstbourne Lane and Westport Road in Louisville, Kentucky. If you have a Bible, please have it handy and prepare your heart and mind as our pastor, Chip Pendleton, brings us the Word of God. Well, welcome to everybody watching online. We're certainly glad that you are with us today. And uh, we're in a, a single sermon today. This is not a part of a series. Uh, and since it was Labor Day weekend, I wanted to talk a little bit about not laboring, uh, since is that what you're doing today. And so we're going to be looking over into Exodus chapter 20, beginning with verse 8. Exodus 20, beginning with verse 8. Now, this is one of the Ten Commandments. Uh, I want you to take your Bible out, your telephone, whatever you've got, Pull up Exodus chapter 20, verse 8. Uh, There is a chair Bible in front of you. If you have none of those things, page 74 in the chair Bible. But follow along. We're going to be referring back to this passage over and over again. Uh, But let's take a look at it now. It's just four sentences. Exodus 20, beginning with verse 8. It says, Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all of your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you, nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servants, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day, and he made it holy. Let's have a prayer. Father, thank you for your word as we look into it now. Open our hearts and minds. Help us to see what's there, but... Father, more than that, help us to live it out in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray it. Amen. Well, have you ever outsmarted yourself before? Have you ever thought, you know, I know the perfect plan, the perfect thing, and then it just didn't work out the way that you thought it was going to? Just a couple of weeks ago, I was on my way to church. I had a meeting at, at, uh, at 10 o'clock, and I'm driving by, and I thought, I've got almost 18 minutes before my meeting. I needed to stop at Costco and pick up some some allergy nasal spray that I use, and I thought, I'm just going to breeze into Costco, I'm going to grab that, and I have plenty of time. So I pulled into Costco, I parked right up front, I ran in the store, I even had time to grab a couple of free samples on the way through, you know, uh, and all that. Uh, I got up, they have the self-checkout, I went through self-checkout, I looked down, I still had about nine minutes, and I thought, this is as easy as it could get, I am literally a genius. I don't have to go to Costco any longer. And I turned after leaving self-checkout, got ready to leave, and this is what I saw. That was the line waiting to check your receipt when you left Costco right there. Now, I know the only reason they were doing it was to make sure I got all of my items. That was the only reason, only reason they were doing it. Well, by the time I finally got through this line for them to check my receipt, Robin was already calling me from church and saying, your appointment's here. And I go, well, you know, I'm on my way. I'm just, just a few minutes uh, away. So sometimes the best plans don't work out the way that we want it to. We're not quite as smart as we think we are. Well, this morning, we're going to look at the third of the Big Ten Commandments, Remember the Sabbath Day, and we're going to look at four lessons to be learned from this commandment. Four lessons to be learned from this commandment. And uh, I think we're going to see that often when it comes to this commandment, we outsmart ourselves, but we're not nearly as smart as we think we are. 
So keep that passage with you. If you've got it on your phone, your Bible, the chair Bible, whatever, we're going to be going back and looking at it over and over again, Exodus 20, beginning with verse 8. And the first thing we see is this. We often forget this commandment, and we don't take it seriously. We often forget this commandment, and we don't take it seriously. Now, even back in the day uh, of, uh, of Moses, they didn't take this commandment very seriously. How do I know that? Because when it begins in verse 8, the very first word is what? Remember. Now, why are you told that you need to remember something? Because you tend to forget it. (laughs) That's why. And so he's telling them, there's no other commandment that starts out with, hey, remember this. You know, it's not there. This is the only commandment that starts this way. Because this is something that sometimes people don't take as important. It's something that people just kind of glaze over and go through. You know, uh, you know, remember the Sabbath day doesn't quite carry the steam as don't kill people. You know, uh, remember the Sabbath day isn't quite the same thing as don't sleep with somebody else's spouse. You know, okay, well, those seem to be a little bit different levels there. So we don't really uh, sometimes take this as, as important as it can be. Remember the Sabbath, though, we're start as good, because we don't take it seriously. Now, we don't take it seriously today for a couple of reasons. One, sometimes the way we interpret this is it becomes a burden on people. Uh, anybody here remember years ago when there used to be blue laws? Yeah, blue laws, you know, businesses weren't open. You couldn't do things on Sunday morning, uh, things like that. When Dawn and I moved to Owensboro uh, uh, to a church there, it was almost 30 years ago now, I guess. <laughs> you get know when you talk decades instead of, instead of months. It's like three decades ago uh, when we moved to, to Owensboro, uh, they still had blue laws. Now, their blue law was you couldn't open until noon. You know, you could do stuff all day. You just had to like, get church through, and then you could go do what you wanted there. But I found a, an old blue law uh, thing here. Uh, look at it here. It's from Norristown. It says, Sunday movies desecrate the Lord's day. It disobeys God's law. It obstructs the work of the church, and so does communism. <laughs> okay, well, that's, that's in your face right, right there. Okay, so sometimes, you know, you get really restrictive, man. If you're not keeping the Sabbath day, you're just a commie. You know, that's, that's the kind of what, what it comes down to uh, right here. And so sometimes it was so restrictive and stuff, we, we kind of say, well, you know, it, this seems crazy. Another thing we do is sometimes we dumb down the Sabbath day, though. And we think, well, I went to church from 930 to 1030, so I kept the Sabbath day holy. Did we really keep the Sabbath day holy by going to church for an hour? And so, you know, sometimes we misunderstand, misinterpret, and we don't take this commandment as seriously as we should. So what is the Sabbath day then? What is the Sabbath day really about, and how should we be uh, uh, keeping it holy? Well, that's the next thing we're going to see. The Sabbath is mainly a day of rest. The Sabbath is mainly a day of rest. The Hebrew word Shabbat that is used here, Shabbat simply means rest. That's what the word means. Now, if you go and read this chapter, these uh, three sentences, four sentences again, and you use that word Shabbat and you translate it rest, which is what it means, the entire thing sounds different. Let me read it for you again doing that. Remember the day of rest and keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all of your work. The seventh day you are to rest to the Lord your God. 
Don't do any work, neither you, your sons, your daughters, your male, your female servants, your animals, any foreigner residing in your town. In six day, the Lord made the heavens and the earth to see all that is in them. On the seventh day, he rested. Therefore, the Lord blessed a day of rest and commanded his people to keep it. Does that sound any different to you when you actually translate that Hebrew word? It sounds a lot different. So what's it sound like here? What were you supposed to be doing on the Sabbath? Resting. That's what you were supposed to be doing. It is a day of rest. So where do we get the idea that the Sabbath is supposed to be a day of worship? Because that's what we think. Well, on Sunday, I'm only supposed to think about God and nothing else, and, and everything's supposed to be about God. Well, worship is a part of it, but it's not the main part of it. It's just one of, of like three parts. The purpose of, of Shabbat, of the day of rest, was for you to rejuvenate yourself. And it goes back to the Hebrew word shalom. Shalom means peace, and it means peace in your mind, your body, and your soul. And so you want all of those things to be rejuvenated and at peace. So you go through the week, and in the week, you just get beat down and you're tired. You go to work every day. It's been a long week. You do so much. Saturday comes, and you do all the pet projects around the house, and by Sunday morning, you're just exhausted. Your body needs a rest, a time of rejuvenation. But your mind needs a day of rest, too. Our minds are constantly work, working, constantly moving. Uh, our minds, you know, we've got the screens going 24 hours a day. Uh, even at night as we go to bed, we're holding our, our phone up and, and, and scrolling through Instagram and Facebook and everything else because you want to see if I, if I put anything on there because you want to make sure you read it and, and all of that. And so we need a time to rest our minds and to say, well, you just can't go nonstop like that. But then we need a time to rejuvenate and rest our souls, too. By the time you get to the end of the week, man, you've been beaten down. It's been a hard week. You've messed up and done things you shouldn't do, and you feel guilty about some things. But not only that, just the world in general, problems and troubles and health issues that come and just challenges that you have, they beat you down, and you need a time of reconnecting with God and getting closer to God again. There's an there's a old Hebrew expression called Shabbat Shalom. And basically what it means is you need total peace that comes from the rest of God. And so that's what the Sabbath is supposed to be about. It's supposed to be a rest for our, our mind, for our body, and for our soul. And we all need that day of rest. In verse 8, we're told that the Sabbath day is a holy day. Now the word holy means different, set apart above and what it's trying to say is this day is to be different than other days it's to be a day set apart because it's a day where you're not doing what you normally do you're rejuvenating revitalizing recreating yourself it is a special day given over to God and the premise behind it is that God worked six days we're told in verse 11 rested on the seventh day and if God did that then it's probably a good idea for we to do it for, for we to do it ourselves unless you think that you've got a little more energy than God does. You know, if you're sitting there and you're thinking, yeah, you know, God might have needed to rest, but he didn't know me, you know, uh, I don't need that. No, if God needed to do it, you probably need to do it yourself. So we need to remember the day. We need to see the day mainly as a day of rest. That's what the day about, a day of rest and rejuvenating our mind, our body, and our soul. That brings us to the third thing, the third thing. 
Work is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. But everyone and everything needs a day of rest. So work's not a bad thing. You know, sometimes we think, oh, you know, we got to rest from this terrible work we're doing. No, work is not a bad thing, but everybody needs that day of rest. That's why, again, in our scripture passage, it says in verse 9, six days you shall labor and do all your work. It's just taking for granted that work is going to be a part of the human experience and what we're doing. As a matter of fact, God created people with a unique desire and drive to be creative and to work. And if we are not doing that, we will never fulfill all that God wants for us and a part of us. As a matter of fact, work began at the very beginning of time. Look here at Genesis chapter 2, verse 15. Genesis chapter 2, verse 15. If we pull that up the next slide there. It says, The Lord God took the man, put him in the Garden of Eden, and why did he put him in the Garden of Eden? To work it and to keep it. With Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, the whole purpose of putting him in the garden is take care of the garden. You know, keep the crops growing, keep everything, make sure the flowers are pretty. To work it and to keep it. Work became a part of who we were. It's the way that God designed us and we find fulfillment in work. As a matter of fact, uh, I was doing tons of laundry yesterday. And when I got through, you know, there were these piles of laundry that were stacked up. And I remember standing there looking at it going, yeah, I did that. You know, I, I did all of that. It's folded pretty poorly, but, but I, did, I did every bit of that. Dawn's not going to be happy. All of her shirts are now wrinkled, but, but I, I, I did that. You know, that's there. You have a sense of accomplishment. Sometimes uh, uh, sociologists call it the Protestant work ethic, this idea uh, that people were made uh, to be creative and to work. And if people don't have that creativity, if people don't have an outlet for that creativity and that work, then certain things were told happen in their life by sociologists. So if you never work, if you have no responsibilities and you're a healthy individual, uh, what we're told is you have mental health issues, you have feelings of not being important, feeling unproductive, feeling dependent, uh, feeling less able to help yourself, unmotivated, lazy, bored, always in trouble, little purpose, little direction. In the New Testament, 2 Thessalonians 3.10 uh, actually had this to say. Take, take a look at this next slide uh, that's here. If a man doesn't work, he doesn't eat. Okay, so that, that's a pretty, a pretty direct uh, a statement there. But this idea that work is something expected, work is something good that people were going to be a part of. So with all that said, work is a good thing. God created us to be creative and to get fulfillment in work, but everyone still needs a day of rest. And if we don't have that day of rest, our life will be less because of it. Look down to verse 10. In verse 10, who are we told needs this day of rest? Look at verse 10. The seventh day is a rest to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work. You, your son, your daughter, your male and female servants, your animals, any foreigner residing in your towns. Who's not to work? Everybody. You, your children, the people that work for you or with you, uh, your animals, 
As a matter of fact, in Leviticus 25, it goes as far as to say, you know who else isn't supposed to work? The land. The land is supposed to have one day where the land has a rest each week. And not only that, the land is supposed to have one year every seven years where you don't plow it. You know, today we talk about crop rotations and everything. Uh, that, that's exactly what the Bible is talking about there. You have to be able to have the land rest as well. So people needed rest. We're told the animals needed rest. We're told that the land needed rest. Today, everything you do needs rest. Uh, your iPhone needs a rest. <laughs> and not just from you. Has anybody here ever had your iPhone? It just wasn't working right? And what do you do? Turn it back, turn it off and back on. That's what you do. And when you do that, suddenly it miraculously starts working again. Why? Because it just needed a reset, it just needed a rest. And so, yes, people are supposed to work, but people need a rest. It's the only way we're going to be productive is if we have that rest. And without it, we're told that people who work nonstop and never rest are less productive, not more productive. You know, uh, Henry Ford in the old 40-hour work week, they got more done in 40 hours than everybody else was doing in 60 hours because his workers were rested. Amazing, isn't it? Uh, you know, so you're less productive. You're more irritable. Anybody ever seen anybody that's just went on, never stopped, never rested, and after a couple of weeks, they're just hard to be around. They're just irritable. You don't think as clearly. You think you're producing more, but you're tired and you're producing worse and not thinking clearly. You begin to have severe health issues. So we begin to see that we all need this day of rest. And that brings us to the last thing that we see in our scripture passage. God takes the Sabbath rest seriously, even if we don't. God takes the Sabbath rest seriously, even if we don't. Now, here's the thing. Maybe you don't take the Sabbath seriously. And you think, if I stopped working, the whole world would fall apart. You know, I know I work my five days a week, but on Saturday and Sunday, I got everything I need to do to catch up at the house. I can't take a day off. If you can't take a day off, what you're saying is, I don't trust God, I don't believe God, and the world needs me more than it needs God. Okay, that's basically what you're saying. I don't, I don't need to follow God. It's no biggie if I don't take off on the Sabbath day. Is that true? Well, you know, earlier I was talking about Leviticus 25, and I said even the land needed a day of rest. And every seven years, the land was supposed to have a whole year of rest where you did nothing on the land for an entire year. Now, guess who didn't take that seriously? The children of Israel. They didn't take it seriously. You know why? Because that just seemed crazy. You can't go a whole year without, taking, without plowing the land and getting crops out of it. You know, that seemed crazy. And so they just, they never kept it throughout all of Israel's history. And then Babylon came and destroyed Israel. Jerusalem was burned to the ground and the people were taken into exile. And they were in exile for 70 years. And do you know why they were in exile for 70 years? 2 Chronicles 36, verse 21. 2 Chronicles 36, verse 21. The land enjoyed its Sabbath rest. All the time of its desolation it rested until the 70 years were completed in fulfillment of the word of the Lord spoken by Jeremiah. 
Do you know what Jeremiah said? You've ignored giving the land its rest for 500 years. And you will be in exile for 70 years until the land rests the way that it was supposed to. You have desolated the land and God will not allow it any longer. Wow. So maybe we don't take this very seriously, but guess who does take it seriously? God takes it pretty seriously. And do you know why God takes it seriously? He takes it seriously because the Sabbath was made to help you. It wasn't made to burden you. It was made to make your life better. Jesus and his disciples were constantly being criticized for breaking the Sabbath because Jesus did things like healing people on the Sabbath day. And he said, well, you think God would rather heal somebody or have them not healed on the Sabbath day? They were criticizing them because on the way to church, they were pulling uh, stuff off and eating it to get a little, little breakfast. And they go, oh, they're working on the Sabbath day. And finally, Jesus said this when confronted about how they were continually breaking the Sabbath. It's Mark 2, verse 27. Mark 2, verse 27. Then Jesus declared the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Do you know what that means? It means that God, after those six days, didn't say, I rest and create Sabbath. Now people must follow Sabbath. That's not what God did. Do you know what God did? He created people. And after he created people, he said, I want to do something that's going to help people. And people need to rest. They can't just go on every day without any rest. And if they try to, they're going to burn out. They're not going to be productive. They're going to be irritable. And they're going to be sick. And because I love them, I give them this day. And it's not an option. If they don't take it, their lives will be less and worse. They'll be tired, irritable, and sick. And so I command them to remember it. And so he gave the Sabbath to help us, not to hurt us. So we need to ask ourselves, are we taking that kind of rest? Sociologists tell us that when we take a one-day-a-week rest, it, it reduces chronic pain, decreases the blood pressure, improves immune health, improves your mood, reduces strength, gives you more energy, reduces anxiety, gives you a stronger cardiovascular energy, and creates a stronger mood and more energy. That's pretty good. You thought something like that was designed by God, wouldn't you? And guess what it was? And so we need to ask ourselves, am I taking this day of rest? Well, what if you have to work on Sunday? Well, the idea is you need a day of rest. It doesn't have to be Sunday. Sunday's the ideal day because you can fit this idea of you need to rejuvenate and connect with God uh, again and rest your soul and be, be uh, uh, refilled in your soul. So Sunday is the perfect day for that, but you need to find a day of rest. And if you don't, you're going to be worse because of it. You can ignore this commandment all you want, but you're the one that will suffer from it. God didn't give it to us to keep us in line or make us just do something else. He gave it to us to make your life better. And when we follow it, our lives will be better. The other day, I'd stopped at a gas station to get some gasoline. And when I was uh, pumping the gas, I was reading, you know, now they have advertisements on the gas pumps and everything, you know. You know, it's there, you know, you can't get away from that. And as I was doing it, th this is the picture I took uh, there on the gas pump. 
Now, you, you probably can't see it, but see the barcode over there? The barcode, under the barcode, it says, do not use your phone while, while fueling your car. So don't use your phone while fueling the car. And then above it, it says, for more information, scan this barcode. I don't know. It just seemed odd to me uh, that was there. I even had to do a little research. Guess how many fires have been started by people using their cell phones uh, at gas pumps in the entire world? Zero. It's, it's, it's never happened. It's a myth, but it's become so part of myths that now even states have laws about it. It's never happened even one time. Uh, but we now have state laws uh, about it. But I thought that was really strange. You know, uh, uh, don't use your cell phone. Uh, you know, scan your cell phone here to find out more information. Sometimes we just don't get it. When it comes to a day of rest, sometimes we just don't get it. Sometimes we think we're immune. Sometimes we think we can do anything that we want. I tell people all the time, people come to me, man, I'm just stressed out. I feel awful. You know, uh, I, I'm about to go crazy. Uh, you know, uh, you know I, don't, I don't know what to do. And I'll tell them, you know, Go home and get a good night's rest. Sometimes the holiest thing you will ever do is take a nap because you will rejuvenate your heart, your mind, your body, your soul. And so, uh, guys, when you go home today, you just tell your wives, man, Chip told me to take a nap. Uh, I'm all for it. You know, I'm, I'm running after that right now. And, uh, that, and it's true. I did, I did say that. So as we close up here, I just want to make one very simple point. When we ignore the Sabbath, that day of rest, it's not hurting anybody except us. God gave you that so that your life would be better. Let's have a prayer. Father, thank you for this time together. I just pray that you'll be with us and you'll encourage us and help us to understand that, that uh, work is good and productivity is good and it makes us who we are. But Lord, we need that rest. And we need to take it seriously. We need to rest our minds. We need to rest our bodies. We need to rest our souls. And Father, we need to do that to be the kind of people that you want us to be. Thank you for what you've given us in this commandment. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you enjoyed today's lesson and that it spoke to you. If you have prayer needs or want more information about us, we invite you to stop by our website, mywrbc.org, and click on Contact please use the word podcast in the subject line. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, keyword MyWRBC. At Westport Road Baptist Church, we love God and love people. Please join us for Sunday morning service at either 9.30 a.m. or 11 a.m. We also have Sunday school for all ages during both service times. Thanks again for listening, and join us next week for another message from God's Word.